Hi, welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have Roger Corey, who is an expert in all things stocks, investing, and he's created his own algorithm for unbeatable success. So you don't want to miss out. His background is really impressive. He has created something called a market vulnerability analysis. He has uh, figured out how to do what we call arbitrage on demand imbalance. And he went from spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of losing his own money, trying to figure out the market to now mastering the market and teaching it to others. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vikram. It's good to be here. Absolutely, my friend. So uh, I want to hear your origin story. Um, I didn't think you were born as a stockbroker or as a uh, investment guru. Where did this all come from? Yeah. So, you know, it was back in the early 1990s when the whole trading revolution took off. And um, I started investing heavily, trying to figure out, well, you know, how can I uh, get involved in this? Because it seems like the, the ideal way to earn money. You can use a laptop, be connected to the internet, be anywhere in the world. I'm no longer stuck geographically, no matter what happens to the economy. Uh, you know, there's there's a way to make money if the markets are going down, going up, going sideways. I wanted to really uh, get into that. And especially when you can be very efficient and effective at, at, at uh, doing your analysis. And, you know, it's a part-time effort that can replace, uh, you know, in a reasonable time frame, uh, a full-time income. I was doing, I was a business consultant at the time. So that's really what funded my uh, my learning curve. Um, and so I got excited and then I got, I got into it. And, uh, every time I would spend, uh, some money on a, on an educational training or some course or some indicator or technology, um, I'd have some success with it. I'd be very diligent at applying it. I'd follow the rules, but then somehow the market would change. And then that when the market changes, suddenly the conditions of the market no longer are favorable to the strategy or approach or technology. And so, I find myself uh, experiencing inconsistency or poor performance or zero performance, negative performance. And so then I'm, I'm forced to look 
you know, what's the next new thing? What's working now? Or, you know, is there a version 2.0? And it was just this endless, just chasing the, the next new thing. Nothing ever gave me a long-term level of sustainable consistency. And so I was always stuck going back and, uh, you know, going back to the, to the drawing board. Well, it turns out that's the nature of the beast for most people, in fact, for everyone. In fact, even the professionals deal with the same thing. They're always chasing the next new thing and whether it's technology or not. And I found after 14 years and over $300,000 in, in just training and education alone, I'm not even talking about the losses. $300,000? Well over that. And I'm not, I, and again, that doesn't include losses that I have to take, which taught me valuable lessons. Um, I finally, I just kind of threw everything up and I said, you know what, something's very wrong with this. No matter who I invest in, no matter how credible, how popular, no matter how expensive, it just doesn't, nothing seems to last. And I was like, that just can't be. Nothing else like that works in life. I mean, it's like you don't go to medical school over and over again. You go there once. You, you don't go to a pilot school and learn how to fly an airplane multiple times. You do that once. It's like, why can't we do that with the market? And so I literally threw everything that I thought I knew out of my head. And I said, I've got to come back and figure out, go, how do I, how do I make myself, how am I successful in business consulting? What, what am I doing? And I, and I, and I, there was four things that I came up with. There's four, I call them the four C's. Okay. Clarity, which relies on objectivity, not something subjective. It has to be as objective as if you and I were to get into a, an RV bus. We took 10 of our friends with us and we all looked at the gas tank and it said, there's a quarter tank of gas, and we know we have a 250-mile road trip ahead of us. Well, you and I both know that a quarter tank of gas will not give us a 250-mile drive. We're going to have to stop and refuel. So that's data. That's information that tells us what we need to do to take proper actions. We're not stuck. Okay. So objective clarity is critical. We can't have different people say, well, I think it can take us. Oh, I, you know, It's not subject to someone's interpretation. So that's important. Objective clarity. The next C is controlled, where I, where I have a level of control over my both my experience, so I'm not you know, go engaging in things that are stressful and you know, uh, frustrating to me, but where I can enjoy what I'm doing, low to no stress, okay? But control over also my outcomes, my performance, so that I know that if I'm doing this, it's worth my while, I can take this to the bank. It's dependable, it's reliable, it's repeatable, and most importantly, sustainable. So control, clarity, control, that, has to be on the bedrock of consistency. Without consistency, we have nothing. That was my whole problem for 14 years. And in fact, that's everyone's problem in the entire industry. Consistency is the number one complaint amongst professionals and amateurs, anyone in between. So inconsistent performance, inconsistent experiences are resolved or have to be resolved in order to engage this thing profitably, right? And the fourth thing is confidence really, really stress the, the, the confidence factor. When you're not confident, um, you're going to make mistakes no matter what. And as an example, um, any kind of any form of pressure uh, can cause us to become a little bit, um, basically, uh, we lose perspective, right? We, we can lose confidence. And so confidence really isn't always just, you know, I know what I'm doing, and, and I feel good about what I'm doing. But sometimes it, it's also I know that I am not endangering myself, I'm not putting myself at risk. Because if I, feel, if I feel higher levels of risk, I feel pressured, my confidence starts to shake because I, I may or may not make it. So let's say you're driving uh, your car to an important appointment. Well, you know how to drive a car. 
Uh, but when you're late, you have pressure and you start to drive that car a little bit differently. You drive a little bit aggressively and you're not so confident that you're going to get there safely or without a, a speeding ticket or something like that, or God forbid, sometimes a life altering event. So there has to be some wisdom in, in, in how we apply what we learn, where we know that we can be confident. So we're not uh, applying whatever we know in an inappropriate manner. So does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when emotions are high, logic is low. And so uh, I, if you have confidence in the system and you have, uh, and you're, then you feel more competent and you're more likely to follow the algorithm and not vary and achieve the kind of results that I think you're trying to get for your clients, Roger. That's exactly right. And, and actually, I'll give you an example here. Think of a rubber band. Okay. When you see a rubber band, you, you, you basically know where the rubber band has reached its limit. Okay, and there's a couple of things to, to, to take note here. On one hand, once you feel like it's kind of come to its end, you know it's gonna be snapping back. Now, what's interesting is, can you trust that it's always gonna snap back? Primarily, yes, but then, but what if you see a lot of cracks in the rubber and you see that it's, it's worn, then you might kind of think, well, this thing can snap before even pulling back, right? It can, it can actually break and pop. That alone, being able to identify that piece of information helps you understand that not every time I, I stretch the rubber band is it gonna snap back, it may just break, right? So that's the kind of clarity, simplicity, okay? That should be visually intuitive that a person needs, especially with the financial markets, because when you've got money on the line, your emotions are charged. They're, so you, you don't wanna engage those unnecessarily. That's amazing, man. So. Uh, you went from, you know, being a consultant, being in the financial industry, but literally this is sort of your side hustle where you went all in and you tried to master the market and you got spanked several times for 14 years. For 14 years. And paying several hundred thousand dollars of education. Why didn't you quit, my friend? That's a great question. So, you know, and I think a lot of now when I get like clients who come to me, they've got 20 years of experience you know, of trying to beat the market, trying to be consistent. And so I think what it is, is I think none of us who have any success in life, um, you know, we know, not in an arrogant way necessarily, but just we know that we're smart. We know that we can, you know, when we apply ourselves, we're going to succeed. And it just, it's difficult for you to let go of this thing where like, I'm doing what I, what I believe I'm supposed to do. I'm trying to be smart about it. I'm being diligent. I'm disciplined. And yet I'm not getting the results that I, that I, believe I should. So it just, you can't let that go. So you keep trying, you keep pushing, keep persevering. And, and that, that was for me, like, I, I'm not going to be a failure. I cannot fail. I have to see this through. And I got to redeem myself and redeem 14 years of embarrassing, you know. So something in you knew that there was a solution and you just kept going for it. Uh, yeah. I was something in my gut said, there's just, there's no way there, there has to be something. And, and there was a day where actually something triggered and I decided to, to, to basically go all in where I, I actually stopped everything and went 100% focus. And it got me to a place where I thought I had something. And that day, I got disappointed again. And I almost punched my computer monitor. I was so boiling over because I thought I was, this was it. I, I was close. And I, and I, I knew, I just, I exploded. And it was one of my rare moments. And when I have those, it's funny what I typically do is I, for me to calm down, I just have to walk away and I generally just go, I take a drive down to the beach. And um, at the time I was living in, in uh, Southern California and I went to a place called Silver Strand Beach, 
in Ventura County. It's a little uh, popular surfing park, but not very popular amongst like visitors. So it's not always very busy. Um, so it's a little bit secluded, but they have a nice concrete bench to sit down. You can listen to, to the ocean waves, watch the ocean, watch the surfers. And that day, I, I counted 17 surfers. Don't ask me why I started counting, probably just to distract my mind from being boiled, boiled over. But I counted 17 surfers. And, and off to the left were two of the 17 that kind of sat off to, to the left side and, and didn't seem to be engaged in, in surfing many of the waves. And I thought, interesting, that, that they're probably looking at the 15 that, that seem to be the professionals who are experienced, who just are taking wave after wave, a lot of crashing and burning, but then they, you know, they, get, they get some nice rides. But then about, a, about an hour, an hour and a half, I noticed an interesting pattern. The guys on the two guys on the, on the left, when they took a, a, a wave, they had a they, they would have a really nice smooth ride, and they wouldn't crash and burn. And it hit me. I was like, oh my god, those two who weren't as active were actually the professionals, and everyone else were the were the amateurs. It was the other way around. So I realized they had to have some way of filtering out what waves were not likely to give them a good ride. And I and I thought. Oh my God. And that was literally my pivot point. I had an epiphany. I just, I decided instead of going and looking for opportunities in the market that are likely to make me money, I thought, what would happen to my results if I started to look for opportunities that were not likely to lose money? And wow. everything changed from that perspective. That's, 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 it. that's the distinction, my friends. Guys, if you listen to this, um, he just dropped a truth bomb on us. Um, so Roger Corey, I mean, he's being humble here, but this guy has an 80% plus, you know, consistency rate in his, in, in his trades. And the cool thing is it's fine if he can do it, but he's been able to teach others and, um, he's created an academy. Uh, tell us about, tell us about one, what, what do you do nowadays and how you spend your time? And then two, um, how, how did you start empowering others to become better traders? So one of the, the interesting side effects of this is an abundance of time freedom. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not one of these things that requires you to be glued to your monitors, you know, getting bug-eyed. It takes a very part-time effort, 10 hours, 15 hours a week. Even if you go full-time, you know, 15 hours a week is, is plenty. Uh, some people who want to rationalize, they want to be a little more busier. I always discourage going beyond 20 if someone's full-time because your mind gets tired. It's a mental skill. So, you, you know, you really want to be focused and sharp. So 10 to 15 hours is, is a sweet spot, honestly. Um, and if and because of the consistency and you're not giving back money, you know how to keep it. Um, what's happening is that it, it allows you to actually compound with great effect. And so what happens is it's, you know, very reasonable to expect that in a very reasonable time frame, two, three, four years, depending on what a person's starting with, you can replicate a full-time income. So that starts to give you some. Um, so, so Roger, let me let me just stop you there. Okay, yeah. I have a cardiologist listening to this podcast right now, somewhere in the country. Uh-huh. He's making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Are you saying that potentially with understanding markets, understanding the the system, and, and just really having the four C's, which you've talked about clarity, control, consistency, and confidence. He's able to replicate that $500,000 and work what 10, 15 hours a week. Correct. Without, without the stress, without taking wow. big risks, without holding on to, to large negative downturns. You, it's just, I mean, our, our risk limit is a maximum of 2% or less of your entire brokerage account capital. So you're never risking more than 2% at a time per position. So there's, there's no real stress 
And when you're when you're right with 80 to 90% level of accuracy, it's like you're not really giving yourself a chance to engage your emotions. And when you have that clarity, then you've eliminated fear and greed because fear and greed are driven by unknowns. I don't know what, what to do, what to expect. And so I, I start to behave in ways that are really not self-serving, that they're self-sabotaging. Well, that all gets done with. And then people say, well, but, but Roger, the market's manipulated. Well, let's come back to the rubber band analogy. Well, if the rubber band, you can see the rubber band. Now, listen, how, how can um, uh, investment funds or brokerages or market makers manipulate a market? They're, they're just one entity, one person, okay, uh, out of the millions. Okay, well, so what happens is there's things called, uh, in the market, there's a pool of liquidity. So there's, there's zones uh, at, a, at certain price levels where there's an elasticity, where the market uh, with enough weight can, can be pushed a little further out but it can't go so far out. I mean, the market's not going to break and snap, right? But but the rubber band, you know, it, it kind of when you see that it's stretched out, you have a significant imbalance between where demand is versus where price is. You can see just how far that pool of liquidity can be stretched. So when you take that into account, because my methodology, what it does, it shows you where the vulnerabilities are. And 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 at the at the end of the day. What really is driving the accuracy and the consistency of my analysis process? It's it, it's the fact that I've been able to identify and value in a very visually intuitive, streamlined way where the real time demand is in the market. I'm not talking about just demand in its simple form. I'm talking about all of the demand factors. Okay, and there are several, and 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 each of them have little subsets that have to be taken into account. So when you take those the aggregate combined total of, of demand of the, in the market in real time, well, now you know, real demand is here, price is here, guess what? Price is a lagging indicator to demand, right? It's lagging behind demand. Demand is what leads price because what causes prices to rise and fall? Demand. So where, where demand is, that's where price must follow. So what we find is demand will move first, and then price has to follow after. That gives us that little time. It's a window where there's a cycle that you can be very efficient, very effective in knowing when and where the market is significantly out of balance so that you can now have a low risk, high probability opportunity for profit. That's really the secret behind this. And by the way, the same concept, think of it this way. When demand shifts dramatically lower, not in a normal cycle, but all of a sudden gets outstretched way below price, guess what you just saw? You just identified that the market is now ripened for a significant correction or crash before it has a chance to occur. And now you can protect not only your short-term brokerage account income, but you can also protect your long-term retirement money that maybe is managed by some professional. You can call them up and say, hey, take me all cash. Why? Don't no, no, Just take me all cash. And then a day or two or three later, you watch the market significantly correct, and you just avoided a double-digit loss. And then when it recovers, you can now ride that back up as a gain rather than filling a financial hole. You see the wisdom of that? I love it. And guys, he created his own strategy of this. And it's really, as he talks about, demand is the driver. Demand is the, the, the key that everyone seems to be missing. They focused on price, which is, as he said, a lagging indicator. And he calls it demand imbalance arbitrage. Right. So really seeking the transparency of that demand using his system, you'll be able to sort of gauge where the market is going potentially 
you know, hours, days, weeks before it actually happens. So that's awesome. So tell me this. I have people on this, you know, all over the country who are listening to the podcast and they're excited. They want to know the obvious question, the elephant in the room. What is, where do you, where's your demand crystal ball saying is going to happen? Because this is an artificial, first artificial uh, dumping of liquidity into the market when the COVID happened. And now they're tightening the screws to where they're raising inflation, trying to, they're trying to kill demand on purpose. Yes. And they're aiming for the soft landing, which most people say may not happen. So tell us what you think, what you see, Roger. Well, so that's a great question. Um, the traditional uh, idea is you, you see a lot of talking heads on TV giving you analysis of the markets and telling you what they think is going to happen. Here's the problem with all of that. Um, think of um, you know a storm. You know, meteorologists can forecast a, a storm that's coming. The question is, are they more accurate or less accurate the further away the storm is? They're going to be less accurate, right? The more, the, the closer the storm is, if we, if we have a storm coming in a week versus a storm that's coming in 24 hours, their forecast of the storm is going to be much more accurate for the storm that's 24 hours away versus one that's a week away. Would you agree? Absolutely. That is the secret to success with what I do. So actually, it's counterintuitive for us to try to forecast ahead what we think we're going to see because it will mislead people and give them little ideas. And they might think, well, this guy, based on his background, he said this. And they put too much weight on that and they go and act on that versus engaging the process that actually tells you, look, we need to know in real time what's happening day by day. We're no longer in a season or a cycle in the market where we have long multi-week and multi-month cycles that we can depend on. That used to be the case. It no longer is since coronavirus occurred. Now, in order to be more in control and have less risk, Okay, and better performance, we're going to have to switch our perspective from a, I have to look at the market day by day. So now, for those of, uh, uh, of the listeners who don't have a lot of time on their hands, doesn't, you know, learning the process for a longer term portfolio is going to is going to be a huge benefit because they may not need to put the 10 or 15 hours a week, but if they spend a few hours a week, two or three or four hours a week, they're able to learn and acquire the skill, but then it just need a, a yeah, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour a week, or or even like five or 10, 10 minutes a day, let's say, so that they can look at the, the, the market and know how to navigate with their larger portfolio if they're not interested in doing this on a, on a more active level, right? So it really takes a, a, a an approach that shifts away from the traditional conventional mainstream idea of how we go about uh, managing our capital and our investments to really more active. No one's going to do a better job by the way, than you. No one's going to care more about your money than, than you will, right? And, and that's what this is. One of the things is because it's not time consuming, I don't think I answered your question fully. Uh, your last question was, you know, this has blessed me with an abundance of time. So because I had a lot of time freedom on my hands, people started asking me, how is it that you're like always volunteering your time, you're socializing, and everyone else is working? What do you do? And so I tell them like, wow, would, would you be willing to teach me this? And I, and I said, yeah. And it actually started with a lady at church and her son. And that started to just kind of snowball into more and more people ask me, would you go and teach me? So 90% of my clients come from word of mouth referrals from existing clients. And, I, and actually, um, it's funny. I've got a doctor. Um, he's got a medical practice in Florida, uh, excuse me, in, in uh, South Carolina. Um, and, um, you know, he, within one year of enrolling, 
he he we did a one year anniversary review of of his real money account and how he'd been doing and uh the best this is the best thing that i get from him i mean it's just this is if you can put my, yourself in my shoes he says to me roger i have been at this for 20 years looking looking to be consistent looking for a way to be able to to maintain my my medical practice income after i retire from the account my my uh, my medical practice and now I'm confident I've got it. And I have a I have a very expensive bottle of champagne that I, that I bought a few years ago. I promise that I open it when I feel like I'm, I'm confident that I can re, re, finally replace my, my medical practice income. So I, I'm going to pop that open tonight. I'm going to celebrate that with my wife. So that's awesome. Yes. Send me a picture of you guys <laughs> celebrating and, I, and I'll send you a picture of toasting you right back. And, and that's to me amazing. And then and then he and I just this past, just before Thanksgiving of last year, um, totally by sheer coincidence, we met and had dinner in South Carolina. I have my, my nephew had a um, had a destination wedding there, and so uh, he said, "We, well, you, you and your wife have to have to have dinner with my wife and I." I said, "We'll do that. We prioritize it." We had dinner. It was a Sunday night. It turned out to be his two year anniversary on the day. <laughs> it wasn't planned. It just happened that way. And he, he began to show me you know, what what they're planning for the retirement what, and what this trading has enabled them to be confident in doing. So he re- was able to replace his uh, practice income. With this he, strategy, he he was able to 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 get what he wanted to be able to feel like he's he can do what he wants with his with his life with with confidence. That's and awesome. That, that's incredible, right? To be able to have that confidence, that consistency, that you know that I've got control and security over what I want with my portfolio. So, Roger, let me ask you a question: What's the youngest uh, client or trainee you've had? Oh, I've had so there, I have some father-son relationships. It's really awesome. I've got some some guys who just want their kids doing something where they have security. Uh, uh, one of them is a professional windsurfer, so he he got in just in his late teens, early twenties. Oh wow, is the youngest. So yeah, this may be a good strategy. Even hey, like uh, uh, you know, I want my kids to learn how to make money outside of their profession. And I want them to do the profession that they want and that they're passionate about versus, hey, I have to do this for X amount of income. And right. so this is awesome. And so that's exactly why, you know, I got into real estate to where, you know, I can create passive income and I can create these things. But it's nice to have multiple vehicles. And so now if you learn how to master real estate, you know how to master stocks. And you some, sometimes you recommend even starting with currency. Tell them why um, you thought, and I, I, in the green room we were talking, and that was, a, that was a very interesting insight of why, yes, stocks and options do make sense and it could be a good path, but tell them some of the starting platforms you actually get your people on. So I like to teach them currencies, I like to teach them futures markets uh, because they are taxed advantage. So like the first 60% of your profit gets, gets taxed at a flat rate of 15%. So, and then the balance is at your tax bracket. So why would you want to go trade something like stocks and then pay the full maximum tax on that, right? It, it just doesn't make any sense. So, and because of the way that we do this, we, we, we're very, very efficient at the shorter term cycles, because again, like, like forecasting a storm, the closer you are in time, actually, the more control you have, the more clarity, the more accuracy you have, believe it or not. I've got people that, that can get, get on, on on very, very small timeframes and within half an hour, get in, get out and make what they need. And it's just, you know, it's amazing. So that obviously is gonna lead you to paying short-term capital gains tax. People say, well, I don't wanna pay that much tax. But when you're generating, when you're beating the market, you're outpacing inflation by significant margin, believe me, you're gonna be more than happy to pay it because it's gonna it's gonna transform your life. So it's, it's not a big deal. And, and so I would say, 
you really have to shift your, your frame of mind, your thinking, what you've been taught all these years about how to go about things. One of the things that I do is I tell people, don't come to me looking to be a trader. Uh, we don't trade or day trade. That's speculative. We're doing demand and balance arbitrage. And so we're investing in these small pockets where we have a very low risk, high probability opportunity for profit and in a very efficient, very effective manner, whether it's morning, evening, it doesn't matter. You know, markets now are open 24 hours a day nearly. And so, but what we do is what I, what I like to have people kind of uh, focus on doing is work towards replicating your full-time income through that part-time effort. Once you've done that, don't just stop there. I would say now let the abundance of the account that's growing um, grow so that you can now start to take a significant portion of that growth and put it into passive yielding income investments, right? So that, that way you can replace your trading income with passive income. Then, and here's the wisdom behind this, by the way, you should never come to the markets with a need to trade. You should come to the markets with a, I wanna enhance my lifestyle. I wanna have more security, more control, more uh, whatever. You know, I wanna enhance it. So I, 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 don't, I have people that come to me that, that need it and I can't take them and I don't care how much money they want to pay me. I, I can't with my with my conscience take someone who I know they're going to self-destruct because they have some pressure on them. If you have pressure, this is not the place to go. You got to, you should stick with real estate. You should stick with things that are not going to be uh, full of emotion like, like the markets in the heat of the moment, you know? Um, so because you got to be calm, cool, and collected. And you have to come in wanting this so that you're able to say, yeah, you know what? I know why I'm saying no. Um, I can forecast the market's going to be moving from you know point A to point B, but I also have the wisdom and the analysis process to tell me that it's moving inside of a very chaotic, stormy environment. So that would be the equivalent of you and I forecasting a storm is coming, but having the wisdom to know we shouldn't go out and run our errands in the middle of a storm. But you know the risks increase dramatically. I can get an accident or something bad's going to happen. So we hold out, we wait. So someone who's a little bit pressured to make something, they'll rationalize why. Well, but I can forecast this. I'm going to get in. And they don't realize the emotions they engage that be experiencing the stress of that in the middle, they can make poor decisions and start to have deteriorating outcomes. So I like it, Roger. The, it's yeah. more of a Zen system, baby. You got to be in Zen. So hey, <laughs> uh, give me give me a book or two that really has inspired you uh, recently. Well, this might be come, come as a shock to you. Um, the most influential book, to be honest with you, I was going through. So I, to preface this, let me tell you. I was going through a real emotional and mental hell. And, and so I had a lot of questions and they became very spiritually based. And so where I found my answers was literally reading the Bible. And then I took spiritual principles and I began to apply them. Would you believe that it was the spiritual principles set up in a process that led me to finally making this thing work and be, I've got my, I just got the chills it's just, there's something when you're just focused on not being right, but doing what is right be, and, and, and exercising the muscle of virtue in a process that brings out the best version of yourself. You, you, I wasn't expecting you to ask that. So you kind of, you open that, that Pandora's box, <laughs> but, but so I'm, I'm not trying to preach here, but I'm telling you that that's the honest truth. And, 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 and I'll just to uh, follow up with that. I've, I have a lot of clients who come back to me and tell me, and actually it's not them who'll tell me, their spouse, their wife will, will reach out to me nine, 10, 12 months later, 15 months later, and they tell me, I can't believe what this has done for my husband. Never mind the finances, but he's become more patient. He's more present. 
the kids are enjoying uh, him. He's enjoying <laughs> the kids. You oh, know, yeah. or, you know, or I'll get a, it's, you know, it's because more... abundance is like a, you know, there's a, it's a, you create abundance, one area of your life. And if you do it the right way and you have the faith, like you're suggesting, it will seep into all areas of your life. And, you know, you want to be more charitable. You want to be t- charitable with your time, your money. You just feel like you have more to give because your cup is full. And so I love that, man. It's, it's, you know, it just changes you because I'll tell you to apply the process correctly. You have to learn to have self-control and practice the virtues. I, I can actually see someone, you know, I can see a pattern where I go, that's interesting. Every time you've brought me a position, I'm looking at this. I have to ask you a question. That's going to probably be off, off what you're expecting, but do you have a problem with forgiveness or do you have a, an anger problem? Like what, what, what does that have to do with my, with my trading position here? Just answer the question. Do you? And oftentimes I get this like, you know, teary eyes or crackly voice. Yeah, yeah, actually. But again, I, what does that have to do with anything? How did you even figure that out? Well, it shows up in how you're applying yourself. Let's deal with the root of that. So watch this. This skill set is going to enable you to have this biofeedback mechanism that's going to exercise the proper parts of your discipline and your understanding. And when you start to do that, you start to get rewarded by the market. You're going to start to see that spill over. You see the benefits, you start to become a different person. And when they take that seriously and they do that, they become more patient. They become more uh, tolerant. They become enjoyable. They're, they're present rather than being physically someplace, but their mind somewhere else. They're like there with their wives or with their kids. It's just, it's an amazing thing. The virtues just really start to pop out, you know? <laughs> So as we wrap up here, Roger, uh, I'm sure my guests are, uh, you know, excited as just as much as I am. Um, one, how can they learn more about you? Two, where can they get educated? And number three, how, how do they enroll if, if you, you're still taking on clients in your system? So what I do is I, I like to uh, set people through an educational journey. I, I don't like to sell this. I don't want to sell myself. I like to educate people and, and just um, and meet. I love meeting people. So I, that's uh, how I like to film a lot of my time. I have a, a lot of time where I'll meet people and, and just uh, create relationships. So in 10 plus years, I've probably only taken less than 220 some clients because I'm very selective. So when they go through that educational path, it's like a five-day primer on on market forecasting and demand and balance arbitrage and at the end of that if they if they think that's a good fit and they want to uh, pursue that they can fill out a short application and set up a, an interview with me directly and we'll have an evaluation an honest to god evaluation where we, we talk about their situation their circumstance or goals you know what's motivating them and find out if it's a good fit and if it is and if i feel like this is somebody I can be friends with for life and, and enjoy this relationship, then I say, well, you know, I'm good with taking you and we'll we'll discuss what what options make sense to them at that point in time for based on what's what they need uh, specifically. So it's a very personalized approach. It's not it's not a one size fits all, uh, but that's my process. And actually, I recently created a very special site that kind of really facilitates all of that. Um, and so it's called investingfortoday.com. Um, investingfortoday.com is a great place for them to go and get all the information and uh, be able to reach out and get in touch with me directly. Um, the school Market Forecasting Academy, it's it's at marketforecastingacademy.com. Um, that's just where where the school resides. And so, uh, but those are the, the, the I would say investingfortoday.com is a great place for them to start. And then uh, we'll go from there. That's awesome, man. Guys, Roger Corey, his, uh, his company is Mar- Market Forecasting Academy. Again, he's a CEO and founder. He's a man on a mission and he really wants to help, you know, up-level people beyond just finances, but he's using, you know, the ability to accurately trade 
uh, as his uh, as his strategy to help people in all areas of life. So, and, and one of the you know we talk about the five freedoms here on this podcast. You know, time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, you know, vitality freedom, and mindset freedom. I think we've sort of touched on almost all of those yeah. with his strategy, guys. So, please take advantage of the opportunities. All of this will be in the show notes. And Roger, I think we'll have to have another conversation soon. Thank Looking you so much, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal. <laughs>